I'm a Colorado. It's legal in all yeah. of our states, right? <laughs> Not in mine, but <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's legal in Philadelphia. If it, it, it actually, I think it is municipal-wise, but not federally. You guys, you guys uh, have right, so guys, yeah. Welcome to Breaking the Fourth Wall, the weekly show, guys. I am Chris Fristali, and joining me is the panel of fun friends and family and people that we picked up on the side of the road with a banjo and a squirrel hanging out of her beard. Sorry, Don. Uh, guys, welcome to another week. Guys, I'm happy to have back my panel. Uh, first and foremost, my right-hand man, as I described last, Sean Smith. Don. What's happening? What's happening? We're... Turn on your mic and say hello. Hey, hey, he hello. My, my squirrel there says he hello is. too. So that way we're that way we're all on board. My squirrel's going to be joining in later. But right now, uh, all the beard jokes. I tell you, I even got a haircut for this, and I get crapped on for my beard. Thanks a lot. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> and also, and also the host. Of what's your effing binge? The guy with the coolest hairstyle in the group, Mr. Christopher Rudder. I don't know if mine's the coolest today, man. Uh, our guest that we brought on, man, I'm really digging the, uh, uh, I'm really digging the uh, uh, look you got going on there, dude. That's yeah. pretty cool. Uh, uh, as far as having <laughs> like big fucking locks like that, man, I'm super fucking jealous. But, anyways, happy to be on board. How's everybody? Well, as as Chris pointed out, we we do have a special guest. I was going to save him for last, but since it was already the cat out of the bag, the man who is wearing hair that went off and donated it to Locks of Love, Mister Cavian. <laughs> How you guys doing? Yeah, no, the hair is uh, of a lot. I'm thinking about like I never really grew it out this far before, but because you know I'm indoors most of the time because the whole pandemic thing, I'm just like. When I grow it out, see how long it gets. Hopefully, I get all the way down to like here. I can be like Ian Gillen of a uh, Deep Purple or something. <laughs> It'll get as long as you let it. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Wait, by the time I turn twenty-eight, it might all be gone. Who knows? Hey, I'll tell, I'll tell you what, man. There's nothing greater than growing your hair so long that when you sit on the toilet seat in the morning and it's not cold, that is all I'm saying. <laughs> I have to agree with you there. <laughs> and speak. Speaking, who needs toilet speaking paper? of toilets speaking of toilet seats guys remember to set it down not uh, not leave it up with our uh, other panelists here the CEO of vinyl profit records miss serenity stone serenity hello hello glad to be back how are you guys hello and of course, last but certainly not least our our spiritual advisor our uh our conscience, if you will. He's literally Jiminy Cricket if this panel was Pinocchio, Mr. Colin Washburn. Colin. Thank you, Chris. Good to see you, buddy. I love I love I love the eye roll. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So last week we got into a bunch of cool shit. We're we're definitely gonna be uh, revisiting some things and, and everything else. One of the major things we're gonna be talking about is we gotta finish our conversation with Serenity's issue. 
Uh, so we're going to be getting into that but foremost. I think if anybody's got a topic of the day to get in, let's get it in now before we go into the, uh, the news buffet and uh, get this show started. So uh, off the bat, anybody got anything they want to bring to the table? Yeah, I finally got my COVID uh, negative test, so I'm now COVID-free. Hooray for me. I got to go back to work, and uh, I I feel a lot better. That's that's it. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Great. Yeah, man, it, was 13 days, it was 13 days of hell, and then uh, whenever it got to be – I took the test this past Wednesday, so four days ago. I knew going to go take the test, I felt a lot better than I had the previous few days. Um, so I knew, I, I, I didn't know, but I really felt confident that I was going to get a negative result. And the crazy thing is, is, you know, I had all, the whole list of symptoms and rate them on a scale of one to 10. Most of them were six or worse, especially the breathing. But during all of this, my wife got tested three times and all of them came up negative. It's just so fucking weird, man. Maybe just got uh, the other, Yeah. You know, but I mean, she didn't have any symptoms, nothing, no, nothing at all. and never tested positives, but, uh, to be able to finally get, a negative test so I can go back to work. Cause while I was positive, she wasn't allowed to work either. So both of us were, you know, basically fucked over, over me getting sick. So it's, it's really cool to be not sick anymore and, and uh, back to work. Now did, did your employer help out um, at all? Did he have any kind of leave no. because of it? Any of the government assistance that everybody talks about that's yeah. not really there? Yeah, the, uh, in uh, there, there is no such thing anymore. All of that expired. And in Indiana, they have an instant claim for unemployment for COVID relief for those who are affected. But it, because you file for it doesn't mean that you get the money right away. You still have to wait. And it's like a four to six week backlog. So before we see the first penny of it, I'm already back to work. So I have to cancel the claim. If I do get anything out of it, it's going to be like four or five weeks down the road. So, I mean, it's of zero benefit, really. It, it really is. My, my employer, I mean, it's the it's a, um, Eagles club and, you know, they're nationally known for, you know, being people who help other people. They helped. They were cool. They threw some money my way to make sure I didn't get fucked on rent or with the elect uh, electric or anything like that. Super cool, super good people and everything. They helped us. But as far as like anything from the state or government, fucking forget that. It, it's not there. It's definitely not there. Well, you do you do you do realize that uh, um, unemployment, for example, yeah, they are four to six weeks backlog. But when you filed and and were employed because of the COVID thing, they owe you that money. So even if you cancel the claim, that money's still owed. They're still going to send that to you. They 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 can't yeah, not pay you that. Yeah, and it's a grand total of back pay of like nine days. You know, so it's going it, it, to the Indiana formula is 47 percent of what you make. And being a bartender, you only claim what you have to. And so 47 percent of claiming what you have to basically boils down to like one hundred and sixteen dollars, I think. So uh, not like that was going to save the fucking rent uh, or the electricity to begin with whenever it comes in. You know, it'd be like a bonus Wednesday night bartending. You know, that'd basically be what it boils down to for me. <laughs> and and by claiming what you have to, I'm sure you mean every every penny you make, right? Well, if the IRS is watching, yes, I claim every goddamn penny there ever was, even the pennies I don't get. I claim, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, you got to get 100 percent honesty, just like our government. 
That's right. You have to be yeah. really accountable. In our business, we have waitresses. Uh, our waitresses do the same thing. I mean, they claim most of their tips, but, you know, we're not, we don't chase them around and follow them to see, hey, oh, how much did you really make? Yeah, and, and unless you're like, you know, if you're looking to like buy a new car or maybe get into a house, maybe you finally got to the point where you're looking to be a homeowner or whatever, that's whenever if you're in the service industry where you truly claim 100% of everything you get because every penny does help with that. But if you're not in that situation like I am, like I don't need a new car. I've got a good car. You know, we got a car and a bike and we got a house, you know, whatever. I don't need any of that shit. So I only claim what I have to to make sure my employer doesn't get in trouble. I have to show that I make at least a minimum wage. So that's what I claim because I don't need the rest of it, you know? Right. During yeah, the cold I, I, I have. It's been kind of messed up. I have family. I have family that actually work for the IRS and they have a saying in there is they, uh, the IRS has what it takes to take what you have. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's there. But yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I'm thrilled to know that you went through it and were able to come out unscathed. Uh, in your personal opinion, I got to ask this because, you know, with the news and everybody else and with, with the COVID situation, I don't want to make light of people that may have got had it a little, little uh, harsher. So I'm not basing your answer as, as like the answer to COVID in general, just from you your experience of the the uh of the uh the virus the the infection itself is it do you think it's really as as bad as it's been hyped up to be in in the news and media and and what we've heard in the world just from your personal experience so i'm gonna um, uh, yes and no that it's a two-folded answer is it as bad as what the media portrays it to be that everyone's gonna fucking die from it no is it a bad thing to get and it's going to cause harm to your body and you're really going to feel fucked up? Yes. Um, so, um, you know, uh, what the media portrays it as, it's nowhere near that. Going through it yourself personally, you're going to feel effects and it's not good. It's, it, it's way worse than just a cold. It's way worse than just the flu because of all of the extra symptoms you get. Yesterday was my first day back to work. And, um, you know, eight hours behind the bar after, after about five hours, I could not believe how fucking exhausted I was. The fatigue factor that stays with you after you're, after you're free and clear of it. I just, I, I told my boss, I was like, man, if we had a cot back there, I could go take a, I could go take a nap for 10 hours. I could easily go lay down right now and fall to fucking sleep. I was so tired. I just couldn't believe that it, it was just mind blowing. And I'm the one who you know, goes to the gym and does, you know, jujitsu and fucking takes vitamins and all this stuff. And, and it, it didn't fucking care. Corona, she will take the fucking time she wants to let go of you. And, uh, you know, it just, uh, really weird. The fatigue thing is like the worst part of it. And then like from the breathing issues that I had, I feel like there's probably going to be some lingering effects of that, but I'm a smoker. So it's not like I can really ask anybody to feel sorry for me. You know, I'm going to have bad, I'm going to have issues regardless, but I've never had like coughing or breathing problems ever until this, uh, you know, so, you know, it's not as bad as what the media says, but it is a bad thing to get. 
Well, right on, right on, man. I, I appreciate you, uh, your candor on this. I, I really appreciate the fact that you kind of gave a, a daily log through your two week hiatus on this. And, and, uh, you know, especially like with, the, with breaking the fourth wall weekly show here that you came on and, and talked about it both weeks that's been going on. And, you know, it was nice that we got the first week where you kind of got diagnosed with it. And now you're, you're, certified clean you got the antibodies everybody let's drink his uh his uh his covid cure <laughs> concoction like the lady did last week and that's i the can't smoothie. think of a better segue into <laughs> the smoothie and i can't think of a better segue into the news buffet than that so don take <laughs> All right, <laughs> we'll figure this out. It's great to be back here on the news buffet. Why the news buffet? Because it may not taste very good, but there's a hell of a lot of it. So let's dig right into it. Let's let's fill our cups with with what we have here. The Tokyo Toilet Project just cut the tape on a newly installed restrooms at two parks in Tokyo's Shibuya uh, neighborhood this month. The colored glass washrooms are cleverly designed to be transparent when when unoccupied. So potential users can confirm they're empty and clean, but turn opaque once the door is locked internally. So that they're not clear the whole time, just when nobody's in there, which is a good thing, I guess. Uh, there are two things we worry about when entering a public restroom, especially those located at a park. The first is cleanliness. The second is whether anyone is inside, wrote the restaurant restrooms creator, uh, Pritzker prize-winning architect and Tokyo native uh, Shigeru Ban. Uh, on the toilet projects website so yes we have see-through toilet walls in tokyo parks <laughs> because why not and there is a picture if you want to see a picture of what these look like we can go ahead and share the screen that way everybody can take a look as soon as i get it up here and figure I'm out what sure it's going to not. yeah i don't i don't know if we can with a with a whole group but uh i could definitely say this much from it uh well, maybe we can. Oh, wait, where is it at? Where is it yeah, at? We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know. It might it might kick us all off of here. But there, 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 there we go. There we go. That's yeah. It, it should it's work. Kind of, yeah. It's yeah. It's it's kind of a nice idea, I guess. You know, you can look in ahead of time. I'm just worried that when you go in, I mean, how does it work? Does it work like you can see out while you're in there, so you feel like you're pooping in the in the in the open or? Is it just is it just that feel? That, that's what I, would, I would want to see if somebody else is trying it's to just get like in. Jail. <laughs> it's terrifying though. Imagine that you have to like be sitting there and there's just some guy waiting in front and you just see him. He's like fiddling around with his phone and just like. Right. <laughs> and you're just like kind of shit. It's terrible. Imagine there's like a blackout or something, and then it's like yeah. that's all I can think about. Yeah, when the power goes, you're exposed. That's that's the. <laughs> That's awesome. If anybody here hasn't actually like done like international flights, going through Japan and going to their public restrooms, like you have to squat and, and shit in a little hole in the floor. This is an incredibly fancy bathroom by their normal standards, let alone the glass. Uh, it looks like they have a bidet and an actual bowl there. So that's oh, yeah. way far more than what you get in an average bathroom in Japan, to be honest with you. That's it's very that's better. It's better yeah. than the pole's toll digger that Chris was talking about last week. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, I still well, I, I, couldn't do it. 
Oh. Well, I, I'm pretty sure when the walls turn <laughs> I, I've up, got, big, I've you don't it. see out. Because that would that would take a lot of trust if that you would, could still see out and just believe that nobody could see in. That would that would take a lot of trust on your part. I don't think I can do it. I need a button. There's a lot of well, that, that was going to be. My, there's a lot of weird fetishes. That's what I was going to say. Can you can you charge admission? I mean, like when I drop drawers and 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 release last night's Taco Bell, can I can I get ticket price for this? You know, if people are going to be sitting there watching me go. There's a niche for everything, my guy. I guess it. Pay I guess per if you view. To pay for it, you go for it. You know, I don't know. Pay per view. <laughs> a paper poo. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's, get, let's get on to something. I am kind of, I am, I am kind of disappointed. I'll admit, I'm kind of disappointed that the toilet bowl, the bidet, and everything else isn't see through too. Like you might as well get the whole show. Right. It, this almost when, feels like censorship to me. <laughs> yeah. When I when I oh, first uh, read this story, it said they had see through toilets, and I'm thinking, does that mean you can see the whole path it takes? Is this is it like an experiment? Is it at the doctor's office to where they can tell what's wrong with you by what's in it? I don't know. It's there's all kinds of things. Seeing the whole, seeing the whole, seeing the whole brown experience and then the bidet at work and everything. <laughs> Jesus Christ! No, I don't want to see that. Can you track it on Google Maps? <laughs> Perfect. Like that, like that one. App. Like that one app in San Francisco where they where they tag where all the homeless people poop on the streets have kind of the same app for you know where your poop goes at this bathroom. Oh my god! Yeah, wow. I mean, you, it's a, you, know, you guys have kind of like you ever seen the dollar bills that have the let's, where let's dot com <laughs> so you can see where your money went. <laughs> it's just like a colonoscopy gone wrong. It's a reverse colonoscopy. That's what <laughs> well, when is our smartwatch going to be able to tell have... us this? It's all going to link together at some point. So our watch is going to start telling us where and when we poo. Uh, well, if, once, if your watch has to tell you. Save location chat here, July 22nd. <laughs> I'm telling you, you guys, you guys are single-handedly re- ruining that that segment uh, 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 for the local news is due, where they track Santa's uh, location. Like, <laughs> that, that's not going to oh. pale in comparison to. <laughs> oh yeah, the Poo Patrol. <laughs> well, let's let's just... stay in let's stay in Japan for a minute. A Japanese museum dedicated to the history and practices of ninja, ninjas was targeted by thieves who apparently knew something of stealth and speed themselves, stealing $9,470 in three minutes. The Iga Ryu uh, Ninja Museum, located in Iga, uh, said there were no staff members inside when the late-night thieves broke in and triggered the alarm. Police were summoned to the scene and determined that the thieves had used a crowbar to force open the door and made off with a 330-pound safe containing admission fees from more than 1,000 visitors. The museum said about $9,470 was inside. The, believes, the, the thieves are believed to have been in and out of the museum in about three minutes. Three they, were, they really they really fucked the dog on that one because if they actually knew what they were looking for going into that kind of a museum, all they had to do is grab one sword and they'd have several million dollars to split. Instead, they walked away with four thousand. 
I don't think maybe it's like they're um they were just ninjas like collecting you know payment because it's right. like okay, this museum's here, it's our stuff, we got to display, but we need a cut of the profit. That's that's what I'm thinking, yeah, because they they weren't getting paid out of that. That's and that's wrong. If that that is their museum. You guys are thinking way too hard into this. You're, you're thinking way too hard into this. It was just the Ninja Turtles. They needed to pay for another thing of pizza. The man, come on. <laughs> is that, is that you know, it gives a whole new reason to Three Minute Man. Like a Three Minute Man, totally different yeah. now. It's a ninja. Yeah, there you go. Still, you very, very stealthy. In and out in three minutes. You never knew he was there. In and out before we do it. All I can think of is that Thomas Crown affair. Uh, where they're trying to steal stuff and get away with it. And then uh, Bruce Willis swinging on a star. Does that ring a bell with anybody? A little bit, but yeah. Uh, is, that, is that from Hudson Hawk? Is that what you're talking about? Th- yeah. There I you go, so. Hudson think... Hawk. Yeah. Classic Hawk. movie. Your entertainment guy at your service. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's let's see what else kind of fun we got here. Uh, let's see. Uh, seeing your town covered in chocolate powder is likely one of the only things that could rival waking up to a white Christmas for many children. For one town in Switzerland last Friday morning, it wasn't just a fantasy. The Swiss town of Olten, located between Zurich and Basel, uh, received a surprise dusting of cocoa after a ventilation system malfunctioned at a local chocolate factory. Uh, the Lent and Springle... Uh, <laughs> Springly, sorry. I want to make sure I get that correct. Uh, the company said a minor defect developed in the cooling ventilation for a line of roasted cocoa nibs in its factory That's in Olden. Yeah, you, you just spread your nibs over the whole town. Uh, the nibs are fragments of crushed cocoa beans that serve as a basis of chocolate. Uh, the minor defect combined with strong winds Friday morning caused the chocolate powder to spread around the immediate area of the factory. So yeah, we're <laughs> Willy Wonka. Is that like the real, is that like the real Swiss Miss Mocha factory or something, or or just another cocoa place in Switzerland? Just just say? just another cocoa place in Switzerland. I, yeah, I don't think that's the Swiss Miss people, but uh, so you're telling me you know Switzerland doesn't smell like that all the time though? Isn't like Disneyland? They just pump it into the ventilation system, you know? It so they, yeah, it's cool. As, as long as you don't have allergies, that's pretty cool. <laughs> no, snowing chocolate doesn't sound that, altogether that bad. Especially in Switzerland. Come on. <laughs> right, I, I don't think they're reporting this as a bad thing. I think this is just another way to get more tourists in. I'm on my way. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, they can promote smart. it as giving you a buzz for the surrounding area. Everybody's out there licking. Everybody's out there licking stop signs and shit, fucking you know, because they love the cocoa and you know, yeah, take yeah, it hilarious. And that's going to spread the coronavirus all over again. Licking stop signs. That's that's where it all starts. Licking the stop signs. That's what. That's videos though of like people biting into stuff and it's just chocolate. It's like terrifying. It's like there's like these videos of like people they take like nuts and bolts and stuff and it looks like genuine like metal and stuff and they bite into it. And it's just chocolate stuff and it's been coated and dusted to make it look like terrifying. Yeah. That sounds good. But, but the joke's on them. I mean, what if it's like baking cocoa and you go to lick the stop sign and it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, real, real bitter. Yeah, yeah. That's... We get <laughs> it. 
just put a little bit of sugar on it, you know, <laughs> carry a salt shaker of sugar and just go, go around town. Take the whole stop yeah, and with, your, with your dusting of <laughs> cocoa nibs. Have your iPod playing Death Leopard pour some uh, sugar on me the whole time, you know, so everyone knows what you're doing. Totally. That's my playlist. <laughs> but is that an easy fix? Like Big Daddy just throw some newspaper on it? I mean. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think there's going to be a lot of Big Daddies out there eating all that chocolate. <laughs> Uh, not content with already holding the record for the, oh, building the world's yeah, fastest. What, what's that? Where'd we go? Where'd we go? Not not content with already holding the record for the building the building the world's fastest shed. A gardener from Oxfordshire uh, has created a souped up wheelbarrow to go in that shed. Uh, Kevin Nix, fifty five, believes he set a new speed record after clocking 44 miles per hour on the back of a wheelbarrow earlier today. Uh, he called it the barrel of speed and thinks he can go even faster when a Guinness World Records representative comes to verify the accolade in six weeks' time. His custom-built contraption, which uh, uses a moped engine, was competing at a straightliners event in Elvington Airfield on nor in North Yorkshire. Uh, he said, I'm here with people who do over 200 miles per hour on motorbikes, and they've all said this machine is insane. A <laughs> so instead of having like per hour wheelbarrow. So instead of it saying this has a 50-pound capacity, this has a 12-horsepower fucking motor on it and it does 45, that's, right. that's hilarious. Where do you sit? Yeah. Do you, like, sit backwards in it and hold on to, like well, – it, it's it's kind of designed if you want my screen shared if you want to pull it up here it's kind of designed like the the uh, stand behind uh, riding mowers where you just have the little platform oh my god is that is that george w bush on the back of that thing <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh man this, this guy <laughs> this guy should run for office. That's creative as fuck, man. That's this is what America's all about, oh, right yeah, here. Oh, yeah. He looks like him. That'd, yeah. that'd, be, that'd be good for politics. You imagine I'll how tell much you folks, you now, out of a high speed wheelbarrow like that. You're just shit going everywhere at this point. <laughs> they have somewhere to put it. The wheelbarrow needs a purpose. Right. Other than just going fast, there needs to be a. Or me sitting in it. I. I want to sit in that. I want to experience that. It looks like a fun Elitches or Six Flags or, you know, like, it looks like a fun ride. I wouldn't mind. It's a scooped up shopping cart. That's all it is when you look I'm, at it. I'm, I'm <laughs> zooming in on this. And this thing, is, I'll it's, tell you what. It's, uh, it's got a chain. It's chain driven. And it looks like you would be standing on a Segway with a, like, a front basket on it. That's yeah. uh, that's some fucking engineering, man. That's pretty cool. It's all dark. Yeah, yeah, it's it's even it's got a kickstand. It's got a little kickstand. Wow. That's adorable. That is adorable right there. So it doesn't flip awesome. over when you're carrying a load. That's I, I, you never want to flip while you're carrying a load. That is. I will say this much though. <laughs> that could help with the Chinese bathrooms. Just make it a clear plexiglass. <laughs> there, there you go. go. That's that's what he's there the one thing I take away from this, looking at this picture, though, is that man is way too proud of the free time on his hands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just look at uh, the way he's standing. It's a board engineering major. That's what it is. 
Well, he's a, he's I'm a gardener. With that's, what, that's what's fun about this. He's a gardener. Can you imagine if this is what he spends all of his time on, what the hell those gardens look like? Imagine what his tiller looks like if this is just a fucking <laughs> wheelbarrow, man. I mean, what yeah. do you need a wheelbarrow to go like that fast in a backyard, for God's sakes? How big is the garden going to be? It's got to be a hell of a big backyard. That's yeah, right. big yard. Come on. And who doesn't like a big backyard? <laughs> <laughs> I like a big, yeah. Let's not go there. <laughs> some people like front uh, yards, some of... people like backyard. Yeah. Yep. There you go. There you go. The, the capital of the Netherlands has installed hemp-filled urinals in public outdoor locations around the city, which mean as a means of combating a long-time problem of quote wild peeing. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea what that means, but I'm intrigued. Uh, Dutch company Urban Senses installed 12 green pea urinals in locations around Amsterdam that were identified by local officials as hot spots for public urination. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, Richard DeVries, uh, inventor of the green pea urinal, said the city initially installed four of them back in 2018. They now have added eight more after determining the pilot program was a success. No idea how they determined that. <laughs> the result was there was a 50% 50 reduction in wild peeing, DeVries said. It was a how great did, how success. Does one measure? How does one DeVries measure that? I would uh, think it would be really uh, hard to measure wild Ladies and gentlemen. Because you're going to be holding that cup all over the place if it's that wild. Right. But, uh, I mean, it is evidence that hemp uh, you can, can be used for everything. I mean, they're coming up with all kinds of cool things for it. <laughs> Yeah, I feel you can uh, figure out how much Johnny. Color. You are five years old now. Why did you pee your pants, Johnny? You are five years old now. Why did you pee your pants? Because some stoner was trying to light the urinal. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, it just adds better effect, you know. Yeah, and it, if you want, there is a picture, and this to me is a little bit worse than the. Uh, than the clear uh, bathroom walls because this is all you got blocking because that is totally out in the open. <laughs> I feel like I feel like uh, privacy is not what they're they're looking for when they're trying right. to do this. Well, I figure apparently wild peeing is something you don't need privacy for anyway, and this is a means to control that. If you box it in, they're just going to pee on the side of it. So what do you just? Yeah, wild your... peeing that looks wild. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty wild. Just yeah. Stick your tally whacker in that green part. I mean, I think, yeah, I think this is tally whacker. See, here, here's the little guy holding his junk into it. That, that's, that's to tell you exactly. That gives you an aiming point. That was... They better make it no bigger. No more wild ping. <laughs> yep, yep, we found the answer to wild ping. Wow. That's... They should do like um. They should do like one of those uh, bullseye kind of target things. You know, when you go to like right. the fair, you gotta like spray on it to get it to, like, fill well, up. Have the balloon fill up and. I figure it's wild peeing, so they're pre they wanted to put a person in there. That way, you can pee on their leg like you would if you were just out in the wild. Oh. <laughs> I've got it. You want to know why there's so much wild peeing? You just gotta look at how much um like. Bars are how long bars are kept open and how much uh, alcohol has been sold during the time. Right, a, people are gonna be going out. And you can't, you know, you, you gotta leave, but you can't stay here. You don't have to go home. People are gonna be walking around with their lads, like, all right, I gotta go take a piss. So they all just go to the group. Saves time. <laughs> <laughs> just 
You mentioned that with the bar. When do we get Strasburg? Good God. Who was talking? Did we? When the visual we, is just a little bit too much. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We've lost serenity in the visual. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not there anymore. <laughs> yeah. I get to see somebody squatting on top of that thing, trying to I don't drop know the load. And... Right. That's okay. We, we've lost. The visual. <laughs> We're good. Thank you. <laughs> Hooked it up. Thank you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> The hand just, toilet, why don't they, the blood. <laughs> but seriously, like in Japan, you could see through the toilet, but there you could see everything. I mean, like they don't even bother with a wall or wow. I right. don't know. Because it's wild peeing. It's just wild. But wild peeing, does that mean that like they... people are just walking around peeing? Yeah. I guess. I would hope they walk backwards <laughs> while they're doing that. Oh, my gosh. You're nice. right. What? You guys got to be pissing anywhere. Come on. People do this all the time. Public urination, it's like a pastime of bar goers. Trust me. <laughs> I go to the San Diego State, come right. on. You can piss on the side. <laughs> okay, in California, I have to say it's totally different. You go to the bathroom on a cactus. These homeless people seriously will just put their ass up on a trash can and take a dump with everyone watching. Yeah, that's the app I was talking about earlier. Yeah, they have an app that marks where people have shit. But based on the dimensions of the trough of that urinal, they're not really paying a lot of respect to size expectations to their general population. Uh, yeah. that's not I cool. think they're just. I think they're just being more realistic. Want to get a good arc? Yeah, <laughs> they better make it bigger. That's all I'm saying. Coordination is all also It was designed for white people. <laughs> Look, it was designed for white people. Let's look at that. <laughs> yep. I mean, there's no rule that you have to hug right up against it, Colin. I guess you can stand back a bit if you need to. You just have to work on your aim. But I guess if wild peeing was a problem, aim is not a factor. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a COVID-designed product. There's clearly no toilet paper anywhere in sight. Oh, of course not. At a that's urinal, wild anyway. Just I got a leaf for him. Here, you Hold can on. use this. We got. Oh, we, wow. we got. We can stop right there. Are you wipe the head of your dick after you pee? <laughs> are you a dab? Are you a dabber, not a shaker? Is like that two shakes ain't enough? You need toilet paper. <laughs> yep, two shakes and a dab, and we're good to go. <laughs> oh my god! Around, you know, shake it, baby, shake it. <laughs> oh, I have never lived somewhere with a homeowners association, but I've watched enough situational comedy TV to know. Uh, you want to be on their good side. Interview with interviews with co-op boards in New York can be fraught with encounters. You need to come across as boring, quiet, and filthy with money. If you're lucky enough to find a place you can afford, how far would you go to move in? Agree to host the next uh, board meeting in your home. Provide gluten-free, sugar-free, nut-free snacks for the co-op board. How about removing an organ? Uh, the, the Villas Las Estrellas in Antarctica requires new residents to remove their appendix before they arrive. Uh, then, as a village, the feast, 
the, the, I'm not reading that because he's making it up. The, they feast on the on the newly harvested organ. That's not true at all. They just put that in as a joke, which is kind of dumb. Uh, the town's nearest yeah. hospital is over 600 miles away, and they're not an easy 600 miles down a well-maintained interstate either. Boat and airplane are the only way to get to Villas Las Estrellas, uh, right at the southern tip of King George Island. While there are doctors among the 100-year-round residents, uh, none are specialized surgeons who could, for instance, take out an inflamed appendix in a hurry. So, yeah, if you if you move to Villas Las Estrellas, you have to have your appendix removed before you get there. That's a high price of living with 100 weirdos in Antarctica. I'd want to do it. Well, but, but why? Exactly? Get, like, like, why? Is it because like, they can't like yeah. take it out when they're there? Like, what happens? Well, if it's that bad to, the, to the nearest it, hospital, you're probably likely to die, which would make the insurance rate right. 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 It's a yeah. 600-mile boat and plane trip to get to the nearest hospital where they can actually remove an inflamed appendix. I don't think you'd make it in time. But I mean, like, there's so many. I, I keep on thinking it's like, that's the only thing? There has to be so many other, like, illnesses that might suddenly strike you out of nowhere. And then it's like, how are you going to get anywhere? It's like, it's like <laughs> right? so niche, you know, it's so right. niche. well, it said that there are doctors living there. Yeah, but like just about not surgeons. It's like, well, why don't they have a surgeon move in? Come on, guys. Just get a surgeon. Well, the, the first question right. is, who the first, the first real question is, who the fuck is moving to Antarctica? <laughs> have you seen <laughs> all the countries now? Come on. Well, I don't know. It might be a nice change. The yeah. piece. You, yeah. you have to watch that above Majestic movie, and there's some reasons that you'd want to be there. Yeah, makes total sense. Aurora Borealis, uh, like pretty much every day of the year. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's reasons. <laughs> there's quite a few. I'd love to go there hey, one they day. Have, they don't have a surgeon, but they have uh, I got be 16 bars try. and two brothels, but no surgeon. Right. No surgeon. <laughs> two brothels, but no surgeons. The well, at least they know how to work one. it. Exactly. But, yeah, that's... but they're probably scheduled Priority to get a new uh, plexiglass-walled bathroom with a motorized uh, dump barrel and maybe a urinal with a target on it. Yeah, and hemp. A, hemp, a hemp-filled urinal. <laughs> I think a hemp urinal. They get all that, I'm going. This is the perfect <laughs> world. Like if we had like a city like this that had all this stuff, perfect. We're oh, set. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would that would be fantastic. It'd be all kinds that of things. Like, that, that, that would be the like greatest cocoa. city in the world. Yeah, co dusted with That's cocoa. <laughs> dusted. Yes. Dusted with cocoa. Not baking cocoa. Right, right, right. You got from from the the roasted cocoa nibs. That's all. It's all about the nibs these days. Uh, kids these days, cops at the Isle of Wight off south coast of uh, England launched a tongue-in-cheek appeal to find two young goats caught on camera clamoring over a police car, according to multiple news outlets. Uh, the kids jumped onto the roof of the vehicle on Tuesday as officers were dealing with the discovery of an unexploded mortar shell dated from World War II in a field outside the town of Newport. Uh, a couple of a couple of kids. Uh, uh, cause damage to one of our police vehicles, tweeted police. If you recognize the offenders from the photo, uh, please let us know. There is a photo, if you want to share it, of, of goats climbing over a little British police car, which the po British police cars just crack me wow. up anyway. They're just so friendly looking. 
<laughs> goats really said fuck the establishment. I've never met an anarchist goat before. Yeah, well, here, here you go. I'm these these you, kids are messing around. That looks like I cash cab. recruiting everybody. Antifa's just recruiting everybody. They thought it was cash cab, man. Look at that thing. Yeah. Looks it, like it. You're right. I mean, if I, see, if I get pulled over by that, I hope to get like $10,000 in there instead of getting arrested. Come on. <laughs> That's right. We'll answer all your questions. <laughs> Seriously, to I don't be, think I'd be, be fair, intimidated I think, by that. I think, looking, I think they're just looking to where you put in the key to wind up the car. Right, yeah, yeah they're looking for the little they're <laughs> looking for pull the back thing. a little bit. I you think I think back. this is one of those ones that has the little zip strip you pull right here. Exactly. And then you let it go. That's 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 where they're making their mistakes. Well, you, you can't teach goats how to drive. That's that's the problem. They don't know how to get it started. It's like no the thumbs. old uh, evil, evil motorcycle they sold whenever we were kids. You just zipped it and it fucking took off. Yeah, that's, right, that's, exactly. Yeah. Yep. yeah, it's just like they take out the 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 floor of it, you know, and then it's just like the Flintstones, you know, they just ride with their legs. Yeah, there you go. Kind of thing. And maybe, <laughs> and maybe they had a whole bunch of ta uh, tacos and stuff, and they just wanted to help with the siren sound. I mean, they are kind of facing ass forward. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I, the the funny thing is this co this police car is actually about the same size as the wheelbarrow. <laughs> I think it's designed like it. by the same person. This is, this is a not much faster. <laughs> probably not much faster. Yeah. All you gotta do now is just like paint one of the goats blue and one of the goats Notice red. And the Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all, yeah. We're, all, all we're missing is the cop standing there, and it's probably a guard gnome. <laughs> all right well hey that's been the that's been the news buffet for the day hasn't that that it's i think we covered a little bit of everything it wasn't all poop and pee stories so we, <laughs> we branched out some we're <laughs> we got your goat thank, thank you for putting up with the news buffet i'm don smith that's my time <laughs> good deal don. you know we have the world through that right on guy Thanks, I, I will tell you what as we lose serenity again uh <laughs> i will tell you what guys we the last week the news buffet was, was an absolute hit so uh we we definitely are that Now is we're just going to do a quick segment talking about the upcoming week's interviews, um, particularly one highlighted for the week uh, for not just breaking the fourth wall, but also if if what's your effing binge and uh, and uh, the life has anything they have uh, come up they really want to let people know is coming this week, uh, guys. Do you? Yeah, I've got a great interview with this one one, one asshole I know, Don Smith. Uh, that comes out this week. Uh, <laughs> that that should be fun. I've heard great things about that guy. Yeah, he's he's uh, he, he's he's uh, got a lot of entertaining segments to talk about. But no, we had a good interview we did about a week or so ago. It comes out this week. That's and then I'm putting out a bonus episode uh, for this week being uh, cancellation or real week Hollywood, which is the like most dreaded week there is for everybody with a SAG card to find out.
Right on. And uh, Don, do you have anything coming up for the life that you, you want to talk about? Yeah, actually, I, I have several good interviews coming up. I have one that actually dropped today uh, with uh, with uh, GQ and Jenna. Who uh, did he what's freeze? Happening? Good on my end. You're good. Go ahead. Okay. Good, go okay. Ahead. Yeah, I, wa I wasn't yeah. sure what was going on there. But, yeah, I have several great interviews coming up. I had one drop on the live radio show uh, this morning with GQ and Jenna. Uh, There's a husband and wife couple that actually uh, – they, they they narrate uh, erotic fiction audiobooks, which is so much fun. They, they do more than that. They also do some uh, – uh, uh, horror horror books as well. You can find them at the, the scario.com and uh, churchofsecrets.org. Uh, also, uh, I believe this Friday I had a fun interview with Michael Spedden, who you might recognize as the J.G. Wentworth Viking. <laughs> he's also uh, he's also a podcaster and an actor and been in a lot of other things. I think he was on a couple episodes of Gotham. So uh, that he had a great time with him. Really fun guy. So, yeah, I got a couple of really cool interviews coming up. Nice. And for myself, I have a uh, – uh, well, I got a couple interviews coming up. But the big one the big one uh, with the 45th anniversary of Jaws uh, being this year, I, I'm thrilled and excited to turn around and say that I'm going to – be sitting down with one of the writers of Jaws 1, 2, and 3, uh, Mr. Carl Gottlieb. I get to sit down with him. Okay, so that's coming for you guys very, very soon. Go check them out on uh, the respective platforms. The links are in the description down below. You guys will love it. I hope you do. But, uh, you know, don't forget, too, that I just did an interview with Mr. Kavian, and uh, I've been I've been getting praised on it. It, it is up right now. On uh, I've been getting praised on it, including, including from our publicist. So, <laughs> guys, you guys, you guys check that one out. All right. Uh, What's your FN deal? To silence the gotcha. All right, so uh, this week on what's your effing deal? This week in entertainment, everybody's heard about Sweeps Week uh, at the beginning of the year, roughly at the end of February, going into March. You see all of the crazy shows that come out of Hollywood where they're trying to get them picked up. Well, this week is one of the most feared weeks uh, for all of the SAG actors and all the studios when you find out your show is either being renewed or if it's being canceled. And on this year's list, there's a lot of really su uh, surprise renewals and cancellations, starting with Criminal Minds, which has been rated number one, 10 out of 15 seasons that they've been air, been on air, I'm sorry, at an approximate cost of $100,000 per episode per star, uh, has now been canceled. This is their last season. Um, it's Always Sunny in Philadelphia has been uh, rumored uh, on and off for the past year that they're going away. Nope, they're not. They're coming back again uh, for their 15th season. They actually renewed for two more at a cost of $200,000 per episode per star, which means over a million dollars an episode just in payroll for the five main stars of the show. Lucifer uh, has become an incredibly big show the last couple of years. Five was an unknown model 
who picked up this gig and then making $50,000 per episode and, uh, uh, um, a series that has 24 episodes per season. So he makes $1.2 million a year. He decided that that is not enough. He now wants to make a million dollars an episode because he's considered an international heartthrob. So now the season is, now the series has been canceled. Whenever it's well on a huge, huge success. Um, Lattice Andy, Malin's reboot of, of uh, Home uh, in seven seasons, it is not, not getting canceled. It, uh, uh, everybody was figuring it was going to, uh, but it has been renewed at a cost of $235,000 per episode for Tim and his co-stars. Um, Homeland, biggest series to ever come uh, from HBO, which really says a lot, uh, considering all the shows they've had in the past. Homeland has reached an end after eight seasons with a cost of $450,000 per episode for their three main stars. Crazy ex-girlfriend, surprise, surprise, nobody wants to hear the rantings of their crazy fucking ex-bitch, uh, has been canceled after two seasons at a cost of $60,000 per episode. They uh, have <laughs> they have finally uh, uh, finally uh, done, done it right and canceled it altogether uh, because it was getting a share rate of 0.1, which means about 10,000 people an episode actually watch it. Uh, whenever you're paying your stars $60,000 an episode, that's not a good rate of return. And then finally, Blue Buds. Blue Buds has been uh, renewed. It is, one. It is again, uh, a number one uh, series this season. It has been number one uh, seven of the eight seasons that it has been on air. They have renewed. Tom Selleck, the rest of the cast, gets $150,000 per episode uh, with uh, Donnie Wahlberg and the rest. Uh, coming in the neighborhood of about $1.7 million an episode just to pay the stars, let alone set locations. That's this week in uh, what's, your, what's Your effing Deal, and uh, that's your Hollywood news. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what, man. The only one I'm excited about is Lucifer. Um, the rest of them I can care less one way or another. As a matter of fact, the only other one that caught my mind was Criminal Minds. Uh, the fact that it, that it canceled out, yet NCIS is still running. Yeah, 21 seasons of NCIS and 15 seasons of Criminal Minds. It just tells you what people will tune into. If it's true crime related or murder porn, people will watch it. Well, which, here, here's a census for everybody. Which one's going to end first, NCIS or Law and Order? Now, I mean the original Law and Order. I don't mean the, I don't mean yeah. uh, this. Yeah. Uh, the original. Uh, the, here's, I guess, here's the here's the way to look at that. Ice, Ice T did uh, just recently sign a four year renewal for his role in Law and Order, so that probably tells yeah, you. That, 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 that's SVU. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, but that's SVU. I'm talking about the original Law and Order, like just yeah. Law and Order itself. Yeah, I honestly find where they have how many off spins. From that now, I mean, there's probably been like what three or four spinoffs. I think, I think there's a total of six Law and Orders that have come and gone. Some of them are still there running. Some of them obviously went out, but it, it's had like six spinoffs. So I mean, it's just an epic fucking TV series, and it's produced a lot of stars and kept a lot of people employed and, and working in Hollywood. But uh, yeah, it's a really weird week for Hollywood. This is uh, the week that everybody finds out you're, you're coming back to set or you're not. And it's just really overlooked. Everybody knows about sweeps week, but nobody really knows about this week being the one that decides your fate. So it's really, uh, it's interesting looking at I'll it. Tell you, uh, I'll tell you what. 
especially for like a uh, good caping. What I kind of find interesting about it is that, um, because like one of my old acting professors used to be a um, like a regular, a series regular on uh, Days of Our Lives and stuff like that for like soap operas. Okay. I always thought about that. Like, the, what's cool about those kind of gigs, especially for like Law and Order, is that it's consistent. You know what I mean? It's like for a lot of stuff, it's like once you're done with the show, or once you're done with the film, for some people, that's it. But to be able to right. have like be on a consistent show like that, that's just. It's it's like working, you know, a regular job at that point. Like you have like that safety, you know. It's really and, and the 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 people in the soap operas, um, even though they really get spoofed or lampooned a lot for their acting skills or lack thereof, try to go to go on set for twelve hours a day, five days a week, fifteen years in a row, and and you know not have yeah, actual actors really get overlooked yeah. because they're on soaps. There's a lot of people that are super talented in that, and they just never get a chance to do anything else because of the uh, work schedule that's involved with doing soap operas. It's a weird, weird, weird dynamic. Blessing and a curse. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Plus, All plus on top of that, once they start doing characters a certain amount of time and length, they they get typecast into that type of a role too. Yeah. Yeah, and it's hard for them to break out because they get, you know, different different scripts are given to them because there's a character type that matches what they're doing on the soap, and maybe they're trying not to do that anymore, so they turn down scripts. I know whenever I had Sean Kanan on the show, who's a huge, huge soap star, but he was also in Crowded Kid uh, Part 3. He was the bad guy from that movie, if you remember it, but he did so many soaps that whenever he tried to break break out of it and do his own thing, which was on Amazon and ended up being uh, nominated for 43 international awards for streaming shows. Uh, it, it was like 10 years of really hard work for him to break free of that soap opera typecasting. It was a really hard thing for him to do. And he's, he's a really gifted actor and a really, and he could really do like action shit and everything. He's a true martial artist, but he just is typecasting that role as that soap opera guy. And so it, yeah, it's kind of a tough gig. It's funny you mentioned Sean Kanan because, uh, as I stated before, as I, I just recently went went through the uh, the 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 kind of binge watched the uh, series of Lois and Clark, the New Adventures of Superman, and actually yeah. Sean Kanan was in one episode, I believe, in season three, where he was the uh, mm -hmm. one of the three Nazi that were uh, defrosted cryogenic freeze. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, we talked about that episode because. Uh, Luthor from that show actually grew up here in the town that I live in, and we graduated from the from the same high school, and we got to talking about him, and we both had very similar experiences of what a dick he is. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, but, but all yeah, I, all I know is I'm waiting for the next. I'm, I'm waiting for the next reiteration of Law and Order, the next spinoff show. You know, the uh, special Pen Steelers unit. Uh, that's the group that goes around and gets uh, goes to all the banks where people keep stealing them off the chains. Like that, that that's where that is going. Let, let's be real. Like, like, like crime crazy. unit. <laughs> the Joey Diaz pin mafia. <laughs> 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 Who the hell stole? Why would you take Joey Diaz a whole vault filled. <laughs> I keep losing all of these cross pins. Where the fuck are they going? Yeah, cross pins. And don't forget, don't forget the spinoff of that show, the big, the big lighter unit, the big lighter unit. <laughs> you know, finding the motherfuckers to keep stealing your lighter. <laughs> I hate well, those funny. Guys. 
I, you know, I work in a restaurant every day, and uh, so my mom's the person at the bar who takes care of uh, the customers and checking people out, taking the care of their bill and whatnot, making drinks and answering phones. Uh, and she constantly has pens that she tapes plastic spoons onto the back of, so nobody will steal that shit. It's just so weird. That actually works because as soon as you like try to stick it in your pocket, everyone knows what the fuck you have. They know that you just stole the pen from you know the <laughs> the lady at the counter. Yeah, that's a that's an actual thing that does work at bars. Oh, it yeah, does. But you know what? Yeah. If, you're, if you're devoted to doing it, you're gonna do it. I mean, I, to be fair, I went to a uh, years ago, like over twenty years ago, like before I moved to Colorado years ago. Uh, I went to a wedding. Uh, that I didn't really care for the two people that I, that were getting married. Like I, 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 you know, they they were my friends, kind of. But I went there for the open bar, and the girl I was with at the time and myself, we got so pissed ass drunk, man. We stole every, we stole the mirror that was underneath the fucking uh, flower display on the table. We took everything guy. from the. Yeah. I was that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for the free cake and booze, motherfuckers. Get out of my way. <laughs> Take anything that isn't nailed down. Exactly. Pretty much yeah, did. We had just gotten an apartment, and most of our silverware came from that fucking reception. <laughs> so you're, you're talking about the new spinoff Law & Order wedding unit. Yes, yes. <laughs> there you go. Actually, I, I'm waiting for CSI Amsterdam where they go after the wild king. <laughs> oh, snap. Bound to be better than CSI Miami. It's going to do the same thing at some points. Law and order, wedding crackers, special victims unit. Yeah, that's great. Please tell me they're fingerprint dusting with fucking cocoa dust. They couldn't get any prints off the goats. Yeah, when segments collide. Sorry. Well, speaking of colliding, speaking speaking of uh, colliding segments, we're going to go ahead and get into it here. Last week we did a uh, uh, a segment called After Hours, which is normally our comedy segment, but we decided to go into the story of Serenity's haunting, and uh, it got a lot of response. In fact, Kavian here, uh, when he heard about it, he definitely wanted to have the conversation as well. That's why one of the reasons he's here on the show today. I hope he's enjoying himself. By the way, are you? By the way, being a part of this silliness. <laughs> I'm good time, not gonna lie. <laughs> no, it's been very interesting. Like, I don't know, this is very, you know, off the cuff, but also like very, you know, keeps the show keeps going. And it's, it, it, I didn't even realize how much time's already flown by. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> well, now we're going to get into the meat and potatoes. So let's go ahead and start After Hours, where we're going to continue with Serenity's Haunting, because a lot of shit has developed over the weeks since the last time we talked about it. So here we go, guys. Since the last time we talked about it. So here we go. I'm going to pass this one off. Normally, I host this one, but uh, Chris has been the one digging in the most to this, uh, to this haunting. So uh, Serenity and Chris, take it away. This is all you guys. Okay, cool. Uh, Serenity, are you on, hun? Can or do we got audio with you, babe? I'm here. 
Okay, cool. All right, I just wanted to make sure. Okay, so uh, just to give everybody kind of like a, a recap of what we've gone through for the past week talking about this, um, we've um, consulted a couple of local experts. Uh, one of them, uh, just by happenstance, happens to be my wife, and then uh, a couple of other members of a group that she's in. Um, I say group loosely. Most people would call it a coven, but it is what it is. Um, we've uh, talked at length about the book, its origins, what the subject matter is, which is uh, the Salem Witch Trials. And this book that she has is an accounting of one person's specific experience going through the trials and actually being killed by it. And um, the accounting of it, whether it's an, a, an actual original first printing or maybe it's a second series first printing, it's still a first printing. It's just been rebound. So it has a new cover on it. But um, the energy that's attached to the pages is what is giving her so much problem. And um, uh, what it's really done is not only affected her at home, chased her out of the house, it's also given, uh, given Serenity's daughter um, a lot of sleepless nights. It is trying, it does talk to her. It does mess with her. It messes with them on the property. She's left the property, been blocks away, and the geist has messed with her before she pulled back into her, her driveway. And um, it is, uh, from the research that we were able to do, um, it wrote on the windshield of her car. And Serenity, correct me if I'm wrong on, on the recounting of this, but you went to a park three or four blocks away. Um, you were taking pictures of both the front and the back seat because you heard knocking around the doors. And then whenever you came back, you saw something had been written on the inside of the windshield that said Geist, Geist Frau, I believe was was the, the, the way it was written, which well, loosely translated. I couldn't tell where it said. Yeah, it said goodbye. And I it took like I didn't know if it said quit bye. I I couldn't figure it out. So I had multiple other people look at it. So like it was written on the inside of the car. Um and it we ended up thinking it said G-U-I-T and then the words by, but they're all written in like an old English style flowy text. So, um, and what we were able to, what we were able to find out in translating that is that is a, a Dutch version of uh, Geist, which is a, a similar word for ghost. And uh, the by part, the way it's translated uh, from if if it's staying Dutch, that it means it's a bad ghost, is is what that what the statement means um if if you follow that translation so the fact that it was written it was written on the inside of your windshield while you were in the car right yeah well what happened was i was stargazing there was a night that you could see all see like all the planets and i have a portable telescope so i went up the street and i was looking at all the planets i was right next to my car the entire time um Nobody else was like in the passenger seat. Somebody was in the passenger seat, but I was the only one in the driver's seat. And when we were done looking at the stars, I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to go home. And I felt some like creepy feeling and like we heard some weird noises. And my friend was like, okay, just go ahead and take pictures. So I just took pictures all the way around my car, inside, outside, everywhere. All of them came out pretty weird. 
but I didn't really look at him that night. I stayed on the phone with my friend. And when I ended up pulling back in the driveway at my house, I'm on the phone with my friend still. And I see those words. And I, I do this every night with my friend and um, pulling in and seeing those words scared me. Um, but what scares me more is, at the same time, when I looked over at the window, I have metal blinds on my window. Um, and I can show you a picture of how they always are. They're actually in the picture that you do have. That is the same window. In that window, they're cracked open. And so I took a picture of my bedroom from the car with this stuff written on my car that wasn't there 10 minutes before that you know, and my friend was a witness to that. So she's on the phone. She's like, just take pictures. So I took tons of pictures of it and then see that my window in my bedroom, the metal blind is cracked open. Like somebody is um, peeking out of it. And then that very night is the night that you get those pictures. Um, and you could see the face in the eyes. You could see the face and eyes in those pictures of, of what's, what's looking back at you. It, and, uh, you don't have to really use a whole lot of an imagination to actually see it. I mean, it's pretty plain to see. And well, what we out of the window, like what people don't right. understand, is it's not coming from somewhere else. This is a, a light just comes out of my window and across the siding of my house. Yeah. Like it's you originating can... within the glass and then just moves across. Right. Yeah. And so when it leaves, it's in the corner of the glass and it goes, the light just goes across the siding when there's no reason for any light. And if you've seen the video, the full video of it, it shows through to when we do like I do a firework and I went back to the window when the firework was going off, just so you could see what the reflection actually does in the window. So the full video is just kind of crazy. And then, um, I don't know if all of you have listened to the EVP. So um, before we get into the EVP conver uh, conversation, because I did have that uh, examined by someone who was able to listen to it in layers, um, mm -hmm. uh, because there are four tracks on that EVP. Uh, there's not just there's not just one. If you're able to separate it on an on an eight track, then you will find that there's actually four tracks. There's actually four different levels to it. Four I kind different of different levels and voices coming from it, and. Yeah. Um, so uh, uh, what we found since the last time you, me, and, and my wife talked um, mm -hmm. is that a couple of things are at, at play here uh, that is very worrisome. And that's why we're going to do the uh, the live stream, finding people who deal both with Indian uh, or Native American folklore as well as occult. And that is an incredibly specialized niche, finding someone who's able to handle both aspects of this. The problem is when the book was the book was delivered to you and you started having these issues, we had somebody come in doing a protection or a binding spell. And um, or, uh, in, uh, you know, a cantation. And, and whenever they did that, they did not realize that they were releasing, releasing what the geist is that's attached to the book itself to allow it to roam freely on Indian tribal lands. So now we have kind of a dueling ghost situation going on here. You have the spirits of the, of the Indian Indian lands that you live on, not happy with who this fucker is that came from the book now being able to wander around on your property for them for the past thousand years, that's been their land and you're a guest on it. And now this, now this new spirit has been introduced. 
And uh, that is causing as much angst and a, and a lot of the volatile or hostile moments that you're experiencing because the tribal, the tribal land spirits there, they're protecting you and the property because you're a welcome guest or else they would have already fucked with you. So mm -hmm. the fact that they're, that they're battling with this spirit means that you do have something on your side. We just have to find the right person to be able to tap in to get their help and also be able to handle the guys that came from the book. I keep using Geist repeatedly because that's been explained to me that it's, it's not a spirit. Geist is a very particular term, which means harmful. And that's, that's what you're dealing with. And, and on, on those lands, having those two, those two spirits, you know, intersect uh, like that is, is really what's causing the hostility and the, and the really volatile actions that are going on where, where you're getting spooked and, and the things that, you know, like you're talking to your daughter and, and the, and the writing and all of that other stuff, it's coming because the, the, um, the, the spirits of the native Americans are, are fighting him. Uh, maybe not on, on, maybe not on your part, but uh, they are because it's been released. Yeah. Well, that's, that's it. And um, yeah, I'm at a, point where I I should tell you that same night as the light in the window, me and another friend of mine, like, we saw something black that was like an animal run up my driveway, but it didn't make any noise like it jumped the fence and my dogs didn't react or anything, but it was like a black shadowy creature and we both saw it at the same time and he freaked out. He totally freaked out. Um, and then another occasion a friend of mine who didn't know what was going on was talking to me and they just turned all of a sudden and started talking to nothing, just started talking to air. And I'm like, what are you doing? And she's like, Oh, I thought that like, and she was like really confused. She's like, I thought there was a guy standing there. Like she was really confused and she, you know, she freaked out too. And she left. So it's not just me. It seems like it's other people have been getting affected who are on my property. So we leave at night. <laughs> With the, the uh, with the live stream show that you guys are talking about, that uh, that's the show that I'm supposed to be on, right? Serenity, that's the one you asked me to be on as well. With me, yeah, because you kind of is that the one you were, were asking there? me about before? Yeah. Well, yeah, we we've had previous uh, spirit encounters. In fact, uh, uh, Don Smith's uh, new uh, uh, interview, I actually told them of you, me, and Blind Mike at that cemetery up in Arvada. Uh, <laughs> I actually told him the story about it. So I, I definitely know that you had previous encounters with, with spirits before this issue. So, yeah. Yeah, I just, this one's a little bit different, but I am protected right now. Like, I don't, I feel like it's not able to get inside my home, but it's, it still fucks with us in other ways. So I, I kind of feel safe within my own domain, but I have been like being grateful and blessing the house and doing it all myself and keeping it very positive and white light and just trying to do the best that I can. And, and um, that, that information I got about the, uh, the tribal lands and everything, and maybe they're, they're, battling it or whatever because they're not happy it's there that i just got that information uh a couple the day after you and my and my wife talked 
with doing the, uh, you know, the positive affirmations and envisioning the white light to protect yourself and, and all that stuff that she gave you. The, the person I talked to said that this is a possibility uh, with the spirits of the tribal lands possibly fighting uh, the guys that's that's been released. Not, you know, it's not fact or anything. It's just their assumption. And they're one of the people that we're going to make sure is available for whenever we do the live stream because they're, uh, their expertise is far greater than mine. I'm only repeating everything secondhand, really. Um, but uh, uh, whenever we do that live, uh, I just, I really hope that we're able to get you some good help and, and put some things put some things at ease and get somebody to come there to actually do something that's productive instead of causing more harm than good. Yeah, that's definitely for sure. The, I did speak to the people that did it, and she. She believes that she could undo it, but I'm not going to mess with it anymore without further yeah. assistance. You know, like, I'm just like, no, I'm okay. Yeah. And, and you're not, you're not being rude by refusing it. My, my wife said that, that, that would probably, she said that that wouldn't be a good idea either to have the same person try to come and undo what they did unknowingly that could lead into even more problems. Uh, so we're better off to bring in, you know, like, a person who's completely separate from from the uh, entire incident, and bring in a new person to help. So that's what yeah. we're hoping to do with the stream for anybody who's watching. Whenever we push this out, I'm sure Chris will put it out on on Realm of the Mist, and I'll put it out on mine, so we can get as many people watching as possible while we oh, do cool. it. I'm interested in this. Oh, whole absolutely! EV. Because one of the things I hope funded everything. Right. I mean, the book started well, it, but I mean, I, I until the EVP came, and then I finally was like, okay, maybe there's something going on. Well, I, I definitely, I definitely hope that not only do we get help for Serenity, I hope that we uh, us broadcasting Serenity's issue also kind of brings to light other people that may be going through sim something similar and give them ideas on how to be able to handle it. Because I mean, this is not an isolated incident. People deal with hauntings all the time, and one of the reasons I brought the guest on that we have on today was because of the fact that he does deal with. This this on a regular basis with like all uh, haunted tours in San Diego and all that. Cavian, uh, I'm really curious about your take on this so far. Well, yeah, EVP recordings are really interesting to me. Um, we actually have a segment on our tour where we kind of talk about um, EVP recordings as a uh, thing that's uh, kind of occurs in San Diego. We actually have a paranormalist here, um, resident called, uh, her name is Bonnie Vent, and uh, she's she's uh, apparently pretty famous, at least around our parts. Um, and uh, she does EVP recordings. And I find it really interesting um, listening to them because of just how, you know, you listen to audio and you listen to, to anything like sonically, especially um, when you look at layered tracks, like what you were mentioning is something that I find really interesting when there's like four separate uh, parts of it that have if I'm getting this right, you said there was like different voices on each part as well, on top of like uh, like the singular. So there's like multiple voices, or was there I think it's yeah. The way it was explained to me with the person that I shared it to, the person I got that information from, is that it's uh, multiple voices speaking on the same subject. So it's like they're arguing. See, that's the thing. Like that's it makes me think. Then it's like. Is it one singular uh, spirit? You know, is it possibly a group of them? Is it maybe more than one, and maybe not all of them have the exact same intentions? 
you know, because when I hear stuff like that, it, it gets that's a, that's where the theory of the uh, the the spirits on the tribal land being involved with with this in particular that maybe that's the layers in the EVP that's coming through. That's that's the way it was explained to me by this by this person I talked to, and and he'll be on the show when we do yeah. the live stream. Yeah, because it, it just sounds so much like there's. Um, you know, when you're dealing with so many different ones, you know, I, I always think it gets so hard, especially for um, paranormalists or individuals that are um, working in, with spirits to, you know, be able to decipher and work through um, everything that's kind of going on, who exactly they're talking to, who they're speaking with, and having to make those distinctions is always something that I um, admire, I guess, because it's it's hard. I can see how, like, with some people, they might want to say, like, Okay, one and done is all we have to deal with. But when it's like multiple spirits, like, are you really communicating with the right ones, or at least the ones that actually want to talk to you? It it gets right. so uh, it's so rough because, especially in spaces when there's a lot of dead and a lot of spirits, like that's really when it gets rough. Like for example, in San Diego, there's one home known as the William Heath David House, and the thing is, this house, uh, as I was kind of mentioning earlier before we started the segment, um. It's a space that kind of housed a lot of uh, people who were sick and dying uh, during an outbreak of San in San Diego uh, way long time ago. And Is this so, the TB, TB incident? Yeah, this was a TB incident. So essentially, um, this this house was essentially what they would call like it, it was like hospice care, but it was like for people you would go there to die essentially. And they would have like all these beds be lined up. The sicker you got, you got more down along the lines of the bed. And you'd start like wondering, it's like, okay, people at the very end, probably the sickest ones to go. Once they're out, you can move everybody down a little bit more. So you have all these different souls that are like basically suffering in there, not able to go anywhere, all of them cramped inside one house. It's like, it's, it's a beacon, you know, you have all of these different kinds of different energies, different lives, different people that were just kind of stuck in the same spot of of like where, um, they kind of have their final resting place. And it, it's really interesting because you want to try and have um, some kind of conversation or if an event happens to you, like, for example, I had a um, uh, something occurred to me where I actually saw this really weird. We were locking up the, uh, the room. It was my first time, kind of the second time, I would say, um, kind of running the tour. And I just remember I was locking up with my mentor and I look up on the top of the stairs and there's this like, apparition you know very like like a small ghostly figure and it goes into one of the rooms upstairs and i asked what room that is and they told me it was a nursery for the kids wow and so you you get into it and you think about it and it's not it may not just be you know fully grown adults it's like people in all different walks of life at different stages in their life who may have um you know left in some tragic or you know immediate way you know it, it's really kind of a uh an interesting thing to see you know what happens to people who like can't pass on and really just kind of figuring that out is something i find so fascinating with this whole business so I, i'm really interested to take it whenever you're going into the whole investigative part of it and and doing like those those guided tours from you know known hot spots and all that stuff Whenever you start diving into this or talking to other people, there's uh, there's room for interpretation. Obviously, everybody has their own different take on it. Mm -hmm. uh, just like you know, a minute ago, the last time me and my wife talked about any of this was whenever her and Serenity talked and, and exchanged notes on what Serenity should do as far as like 
you know, do it yourself kind of kind of deal to help to help her out. Then the uh, the uh, information for the EVP and the and the tribal lands causing problems or not causing problems, maybe possibly helping. Like she peeked behind the curtain and looked at me like, what the fuck are you talking about? I was like, I've just found this shit out. They just told me this. I'm just repeating it. But I mean, there's just so much in, uh, interpretation uh, that, that comes, you know, from everybody's different take on it or what their level of expertise is. And it's just interesting to see, to see what's going to come out of this. The more people we get involved to help, us, at least from my end of it. I think it's a great idea, honestly. Just having. I've got two. So, Chris, I, I do have two questions. Uh, two quick questions. One uh, with the with the multi voice track, uh, the, the, uh, the rec to Serenity and 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 Chris here uh, with the multi voice track. I mean, I've heard the EVP, but I never heard it broken down into into individual tracks. Uh, with the voices that are saying pretty much the exact same thing, obviously we could tell uh, in in the tracking. I assume you could tell it's different, distinct voices. Are they all speaking in English or are they speaking in, in separate languages? Like the thing I'm confusing is like, how can we say that it's the, the native American spirits if, if they're not speaking Navajo, for example? Uh, the second question I had was directed towards KB and I'll throw it out so that way I can remute my mic and, you know, stay out of your guys's way. Um, Kavian, uh, for, for people that don't know, Kavian is of Iranian descent and I'm kind of curious culturally, uh, with, with your, with your viewing of, uh, of, of spirits and hauntings and stuff, uh, how like the Iranian culture kind of views these types, what types of things they do if they, if they view them as, as feasible, what do Iranian people do, uh, to, to, call a, a wayward spirit, I guess it would be the best question, uh, best way to describe it. And with that, I remute my mic. Yeah. So <laughs> it's really interesting and ironic. Actually, I just found out some uh, information. My mother, she's a very uh, spiritual individual, um, very much into understanding, um, you know, the world and its surroundings, especially the earth itself. But uh, come to find out there's um, certain rituals i guess i kind of go about when a person is buried in iran and it's the idea of when someone's buried you have at least two to three people that were close friends of the deceased in some way or at least knew the deceased and they would stay with the grave um all night after it's been buried all night until morning and you stay with them you pray you say words of affirmation you talk with them but it's really just kind of staying with the spirit to make sure that they're not only that the grave is safe because you know you always kind of fear grave robbing in some way shape or form to desecrate it um or also but also to allow the spirit to be able to rest a little bit more to have people around them so it's not just they're alone in the grave the first night by themselves it's it kind of gives this kind of sense of um assurance to uh both uh, the departed and also those that are, you know, um, close to the departed as well. And it's that do you, kind of, do you, do you, huh? do you view that as like, um, being similar to like what we do as a wake? Is that kind of the, kind of what we're doing there? I mean, I mean, cause it, like, uh, on top of a wake, cause it, 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 it kind of takes a step further. So there is like a wake where like, you know, everyone does come gives their kind of condolences and stuff like that. But then there's, it's just staying the entire night until morning. And it's really that whole process of being 
singularly by your by yourself it might be like a very small group of people two to three at max maybe uh, maybe a couple more it really does depend on different um cultures different parts of the country might do it differently um but it it's just this kind of way to um beyond simply having a group um coming to grieve and cherish life and talk about uh the individual but to also purely for the body itself and for the soul to be able to have people with them and i think it's just that idea of being there overnight completely and sometimes it's not in like a cemetery like a whole cemetery with a bunch of other uh, spirits sometimes it's just like an individual plot somewhere and okay you know it it's really it's just kind of like checking in on it to make sure this first night they're safe they're sure they can kind of be able to be um kept in check essentially it's a really huh. interesting process and there's a lot of other things that go about it too like how um the individual is buried or like because for example like we have a process where we put their right cheek to the ground and that kind of like it gives them a, a place of rest so it's not instead instead of it being like naturally how uh we would see kind of like some graves you know buried like this mm -hmm. and uh, with the body like that it'd be cheek to the side so it's at rest huh. the head is turned over it's a really interesting uh process like seeing um, I'm, actually, yeah, I'm taking a course on um death dying in the afterlife it's such a crazy <laughs> coincidence synchronicity um which is you know not far gone considering synchronicity is such a big thing in a paranormal activity uh but you know really just kind of seeing all this kind of stuff line up um in my life is so interesting because there's so many different ways in which uh, different cultures interpret it. And, um, you know, more I learned about how uh, my culture in particular in Iran, how we do it is very, um, it's, it's, it's interesting because, you know, it's not only, um, you know, a moment of sadness, but it's like a celebration of life as well. And really it's to kind of give that per that person peace of mind to know you have people that, genuinely cared for you so it's not like a sudden and tragic thing you leave the body out and then you know you you bury it in a mass grave and hope for the best which right. is like I, I joke about that but in old town that's really what they used to do the more money you had the deeper they bury you but they just put mass graves in and then they throw the rest of them over top and it's that's so weird, weird how uh, like distinctly or uh you know like two contrasting societies like iranian versus because the irish do a similar kind of a overnight wake and watch as well uh so it's really weird that two two completely different cultures end up kind of doing similar things like that and just seeing those ties that bind on you know this is what makes us all all human and everything but the fact that two different cultures are able to come up with a similar approach on how they do that is really, that's fascinating. That's a cool, not it's, a cool subject. That's a, that's a very interesting I think, Yeah, it's, it's an interesting process. I think, I think it very much, I, I think it very much uh, showcases the fact that we're not so dissimilar as people like to believe. Yeah. Uh, culturally, uh, that the human the human race really is more connected than they than some people like to believe. It's the uh, you know above all else, mortality and taxes, but mortality really is that thing that kind of connects all of us. You know, and I often think about that. Um, 
you know, especially looking at just like how people are buried, how people are, um, you know, given a service, you know, even to like when pirates would kind of like be, uh, uh, would die in some way, shape or form, they would have like golden earrings so that they'd be able to at least have a good funeral or at least be buried um, safely. Cause you know, it, that kind of a thing, making sure that your what's left of you is properly, you know, uh, place somewhere and and given a proper rest as a really i think important thing for i think any human being i i personally feel like it's inherent yeah certain people want certain things done that, and certain people i mean you have the right to decide that some people want to be cremated some people never want to be cremated you know like mm -hmm. There's different people in the world and you have to respect everyone's choices. And some people want to throw their ashes over uh, uh, oh, the Caribbean, you know? Over, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Burn my ass and this man, get high off of it. Uh, definitely back, back, to my, back to my other question as far as the, uh, four, the four track separation of the, uh, of the, uh, uh, EVP recording again. What were how how did voices present themselves? Were they distinctly forced voices? And when they were speaking, were they speaking in their native tongues or English? Well, that's that's the interpretation part of it. I mean, it depends on how uh, how how skilled you are linguistically, I guess, at knowing these different languages. But it is four separate tracks speaking in four distinctly different ways uh, is the best way for me to describe it. And, and again, there's, I'm not, I'm, I'm in no way, shape or form an expert to be able to say exactly what's going on there. But the fact that they're, that the, the voices are coming through layered that you hear four uh, separate voices, four separate tones, four separate rhythms, and two or three separate languages, all of them talking at once is uh, that's that's the weird part. And whenever we have uh, whenever we have him on for the live stream, he'll be he'll be able to give us a lot more detail on that. Well, um, let me just ask: Have all of you heard the EVP? Because the only okay, so that was a spoof. I I didn't really mean to do an EVP. I was just trying to prove to myself that I was going to. Yeah, and so I just put my phone in there, just snuck it in there, press record, and it was just a little test thing to make me feel better. But then, in the very beginning of it, you hear a man's voice, and it sounds like it says, "Like, hey, come look at this." Did you all listen to that and hear that? Yep. So I'm not like crazy. I did. I think the only one here that maybe. I think the only one here who has not heard the EVP yet, but I'll make sure to send it to him if he wants it is uh, Kavian. Yeah, you're yeah. not you're not crazy. You heard that. You, that's I mean, you definitely hear that. And whenever uh, this this guy who's able to separate it, I don't know what kind of sound equipment he has. He's in one of the paranormal groups, so he he does this kind of work all the time. Um, so he immediately went to that to separating the tracks to find out if it was layered, if there was multiple voices. And that's, that's what he told me. We had a brief conversation, um, not last night, but the night before. Um, and, uh, that, that's, that's the first thing he was able to find and, and describe to me, but what you heard, I heard too. I mean, it, you're not crazy. It's, it's really on there. 
Okay. Yeah. I'm yeah, not crazy thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm fa I'm fairly skeptical of a lot of the a lot of this kind of thing just because I've never really seen a lot of proof of it. But that that look at this is absolutely clear even to me. <laughs> so I definitely heard it on there. Yeah, that's crazy. And that's where the layering comes in. Whenever he's saying, "Look at look at this," that's where. The other tracks, and um, two of them are saying the same thing, just in a different rhythm. And then two of them, now, the Don, other two are saying something entirely. Now, Don, since you're you're the resident guy that usually share uh, screen shares everything, do you have a copy of the audio? Because I'm wondering if maybe we shouldn't just play it on air. And guys, for especially for the audio listeners, if we do this. You may have to turn your stuff up to be able to hear it. Uh, you may not. I don't even know if it's even possible. But I'm curious are. if you have copy of it. Can we play it? And and so that way, Kavian could hear it first off, right off, right off the bat. But second off, our listeners can hear it for themselves and judge for themselves. Like I would, I would share the screen, but I, you know, you you seem to be the stronger uh, put out for it. So I didn't know if you had a copy of it. As Chris laughs at me using bad words. <laughs> yeah, let me let me see if I can find it and pull it up here. I don't know. I don't know if just sharing the screen will play it. Or I don't, yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure how it works just yet. But let's see what we well, got. Chris, here. you do have it. In yeah, the I know game. we haven't. I have it. I have it on my computer, but since I'm since I'm kind of the, uh, the 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 lowest hanging fruit as far as like computer capabilities, I don't want to screw up the stream playing from my computer. You know, that's why I'm hoping somebody else who has a stronger setup might be able to to actually have it play. But we haven't toyed with the idea of using video or audio, and if we get the video or audio from a screen share, so th this is this is kind of a test moment. It may not work. I think if we all I think if we all yeah, let's let's see what we got. I have well, to dig one back to find it. We, all we should be able to hear it. So, let's see. Hold on, just a second. I have so many messages sent to me through the week that a lot of these are way buried down here. So let's see. <laughs> S I R E M. You can find Okay, here we go. You got here it. We go. All right, cool. So again, guys, for especially for our audio the video listeners, you'll see that we, we we shared the screen and we're we're listening to it. For the audio listeners, when it seems like we all went quiet, and I recommend everybody here to to mute their mic as this is playing, so we don't we're not contaminating the evidence, as it were. Uh, but for the list audio listeners, guys, the the kind of silent that's coming up here. It, you turn up however you're listening to us and yourself and of course when we come back we'll uh we'll we'll discuss what we heard so uh don's got it ready i'm gonna mute my mic star so everybody yeah mute up um yeah i don't know if my bluetooth from my car would work i have it on a few other devices i can really grab and play it but i don't think it would come through as clear as you'd want it Well, maybe maybe I just have to drop. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's going to work or not. I, I may have to drop you, it on the end of the episode. Yeah. Dad why don't do you that. send it 
to our guests and be done with that. I'll do that. Yeah, that's easy enough. I'll send I'll send it to Cavian. Uh I thought I was hearing it. I really did. I did hear a couple like knocks and 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 things. I I turned up my own headset, you know, which means I'm now screaming in my own microphone right now. Ow. Um but <laughs> but uh yeah, I mean uh I I really I, I thought I was hearing it, so I don't know. I don't I, we, we, I'll just edit I'll edit it in at that point for everybody to hear uh specifically on the thing. And again, same, the same recommendation. When you go to that silent portion, it is, uh, it is the, it up as loud as you can, so you can be able to hear it. Uh, but yeah, back to the conversation in hand, Chris, I don't mean to, I don't mean to steal from you. I just wanted to, I wanted to see if we could put it out there so everybody could be on the same wavelength. I have a mic. Why do you have a mic? IPad. Can I use it for two minutes? Just two minutes and then I need Just two minutes. So she needs it. <laughs> See, I was, was going to say, she, she recorded the original EVP on her phone, so the background noise we're getting from her phone, we should, we should have that analyzed, too. Well, it's funny because you guys are muted, so yeah. I think that's hilarious. I'm like, wait, I muted my mic. <laughs> no, I put it on her <laughs> iPad a while back. I just don't know how to get to it. I, I'm not one of those people who knows what I'm doing on computers, you know? Why is my freaking mic not muting? <laughs> <laughs> this is hilarious, right? Well, while we're waiting to see if this while we're waiting for this to work, and, and so that way, uh, Renity can can uh, walk away, can, can can handle can handle trying to trying to find the uh, EVP. Why don't we go ahead and jump over to Colin's corner and let him give his uh, inspirational week because I think we're going to need it by the time we hear this and really dig into this. So, Colin, take it away, real quick. We're going to need it by the time we hear this. All right, guys. Uh, well, this week I was doing some different stuff. I was actually uh, researching some stuff online, um, different things that are going on positive, um, not only in my own local community, but uh, around. And I came across um, <clears throat> some information on the environment. Um, apparently, there's a, a read up trying to open the file here uh, about different things going on with the school systems um, different colleges actually that have a very good uh, environmentally friendly means of getting their energy um, it's a website let's see uh, environmentamerica.org um, I was researching through, and it says here there's a, a new report out from these guys um, is saying that there are 40 colleges and universities currently uh, obtain 100% of their electricity from renewable energy sources. Topping the list of campuses leading in renewable energy are Georgetown University in Washington, Hobart and William Smith College in New York, uh, Wrigley College of Art and Design in Florida, 
leading the pack in the electrical vehicle category with a campus fleet made up of 85% electrical vehicles. Um, I thought that was pretty inspiring. And uh, there's other stuff here talking about uh, other positive things that are going on. Actually, um, one thing in Stoli's part of or neck of the woods, um, Pennsylvania has long been an anonymous leader in dirty fossil fuels. But the project here is encouraging signs that we're finally moving to the 21st century. Um, the largest uh, single sloped array of solar panels in the U.S. has been completed at the site of an old steel mill in Pittsburgh. The array comprises of 4,784 panels and covers an area of 133,000 square feet. Uh, with the project complete, it will now be able to produce enough electricity to power 264 homes each year. The project is situated at Hazelwood Green in the city's Hazelwood neighborhood. Um, so, yeah, I thought that kind of... That's pretty awesome, because here yeah. in Philadelphia, the uh, Lincoln Financial Center is completely powered by solar panel. As a matter of fact, uh, the panels that they use at the link... Uh, actually uh, have the ability to photo project so a lot of the logoing of the eagles or or uh uh events that are going on at the lincoln financial field get broadcasted on the panels that power the the uh the actual stadium so that that's kind of interesting to me that uh that pittsburgh's finally stepping up too <laughs> right 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 yeah, this is this is all good stuff, you know. Um, anything that's going to help the environment, uh, I mean, so that way the the world is around here for our children and children's children. You know, we got to look out for them too. We can't just screw it all up and uh, leave it as a wasteland for our uh, our uh, upcoming uh, children and uh, the next generations. Um, so yeah, I thought that was pretty inspiring. Um, and then there's other things going on to say that. Uh, also, they're celebrating in Kenya. Kenya's elephant population is soaring. Uh, more than 170 baby elephants have been born in one Kenyan national park so far this year. Uh, that's around 50 more than were born in the park in the whole of 2018. These numbers add to a rebounding population in Kenya, where the elephant population has nearly doubled from 16,000 in 1989 to 34,800 in 2019. The numbers are reflected of increasing conservation and anti-poaching efforts within the country. So that's good. Uh, life is good for the elephants in Kenya, apparently. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, UK. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the COVID-19. They're all on quarantine. They have nothing better to do, so they're going to reproduce more, just like just like humans. Well, that, that might be, that could be part of it, I suppose. Um, so, so there's that. Uh, and then there's endangered zebras born in Florida wildlife refuge. Uh, four Grevy's zebras, the world's most endangered zebra species, uh, were born at White Oak Conservation in Florida. Uh, only 2,000 adult Grevy zebras exist in the world. They're found in the grasslands of East Africa. So there's lots of stuff going on in the animal world right now where the animals are actually uh, doing pretty well since it uh, seems like the COVID is slowing down people. That brings up 
did, did they uh did they with the with the um qu question on the zebra thing that i'm assuming it was born in in a in a uh in a uh a zoo or 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 habitat uh environment are they intending to release either mama and papa or the baby back to african wild or or is it just going to remain within captivity uh well it doesn't say all of that there you have to look at the site to uh click on the links and and go to their source story material um but apparently it's at White Oak Conservation um, in Florida, wherever that is, um, a wildlife refuge. But there's only a 2,000 adult Grevy zebras existing in, in the wild. So that's pretty promising if they can actually get some to breed in captivity as well. Yeah. Life conservation. Absolutely. Yeah. Right, right. Um, so then another thing. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, all right. So then uh, another thing I found here was uh, the UK wind farms. Um, UK wind farm signs deal to sell power. The world's largest offshore wind farm, which is being built off the coast of the United Kingdom, has finalized a 15-year deal to sell off a portion of its power. The deal will provide financial protection for the wind farm from price changes in the future, and it moves the project closer to completion. So yeah, as far as the environment's concerned, there's all kinds of uh, positive things going on. Animals, uh, energy, renewable resources, all kinds of good things. Um, so yeah, there's that. And uh, then I don't know if anybody else had touched on this or um, knew anything about it, but uh, has anybody looked at what Metallica is doing currently? Because they've got uh, they've the got last no I saw Metallica with that thing. Yeah, they they're they're not doing. Yeah, any I heard concerts. I heard they're doing. They're doing um, a driving concert. Uh, yeah, there's the driving broadcast. Yeah, right, driving. right, right. Which is a uh, pretty significant. Um, apparently, the, the Metallica is going to be the first non-country act that's going to do this. Um, and it's this coming Saturday, I guess. Um. And the price is like a hundred and hundred and fifteen dollars per car load. And uh, Garth, Brooks, Garth Brooks did that, and and Burt Kreischer is currently doing that on a on a comedy tour. But yeah, I guess they would right. be the first non country to be doing that. Yeah, right, right, yeah, yeah. Previously, it was done by this Encore Live um, setup, and. Uh, the first ones to do it were Garth Brooks and Blake Shelton back in uh, June and July. So this is cool to see that Metallica is on, on task here and they know that we can't have like person to person, face to face concerts. So they're trying to help people out in uh, that way, at least so they can sit in their cars, you know, and breathe their own germs or whatever. I think, I think, right. I think, I think movie, I think movie theaters need to follow suit. Uh, I think that's the best way to do it, like the Regals and the AMCs and stuff like that. If you can't open to let people into your theaters, set up an outdoor screen. you got a huge-ass parking lot. 
set up an outdoor screen, start doing drive, uh, drive in theater, uh, productions of, of movies. You can make your movie uh, money that way. People can still go out and see movies uh, or, or concerts in their car. The only thing I don't agree with, and I'm sorry, Metallica, I'm going to say it this way, 115 fucking dollars per car load. Really? Come on guys. I know you, I know you yeah. charge a shit ton. For- but really, come on, man. Yeah, I yeah. charge a hundred and thirty per person for a regular concert. So Yeah, uh, Dave Chappelle up in the Dayton area, of course, know, he's from still, Yellow Springs. Uh Dave Chappelle's doing outdoor shows right now. He does a few a week and uh I was thinking about going, but hundred and seventy bucks a ticket is it's a bit much, you know. But at least there is comedy out there that you can see, you know, of course, Wiley's is open, but uh, Dave Chappelle's doing shows up there that are, uh, I think, a bit overpriced for the time. But who am I to judge? <laughs> Incidentally, I do, I do think I found a way to play the, uh, the EVP over here. I just have to set switch my uh, audio configuration real quick. So if we want to do that whenever we're done with this segment. Okay. Um, well, uh, closing, I just wanted to say, like, uh, any of our listeners out there um, are my friends that are local, and if they want to go and check out this Metallica thing and get a group going, um, I'd be happy to do it, and uh, we could all split the cost, I suppose, and I would bring a camera so we could uh, do some uh, recorded video, um, maybe throw something together and edit it for uh, next Bootleg week. That shirt's on. Bootleg. I don't know if I go that far. I don't want to get sued by Metallica. You know, a large trust be. It's not, it's not Metallica. I was going to say they're they're pretty big into suing on people it's suing not. people using their music. Yeah, I don't want to get in trouble, oh, Metallica. Let's be fair. It's not Metallica. James and 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 Rob and Kirk could give two shits about people using their using their music or sharing it out. It's Lars. <laughs> it's all Lars. It who it is. It's Lars. It is. Yep. It's all Lars. Yep. Sorry, Lars. We're calling you out. Um, but seriously, yeah, if anybody now, wants now to know, get now we know why now we know why Dave Mustaine kicked him out of Megadeth so he could get get a good band together. <laughs> yeah. So if anybody yeah, wants to get right. back at me um, on my Facebook, uh, give me a holler. I would be interested to go check out this show, and uh, it could be a fun experience. Maybe we could edit something for next week. That's right all on, for guys, me. and that is the that, that is the inspirational segment. I, I love the segment because with all the silliness, and especially the last two episodes where we've been doing the darkness uh, stuff with the with the with the ghosting and everything else, it's really nice to have just some positive news in the world. Because let's face it, it can't all be you know uh, see through toilets and and uh, semen smoothies. That you know we got we got we got to have some positivity in the world too showing the goodness of the world. So I definitely, I want, I want to build off a of Collins thing, especially for this segment. If you have a story that's inspirational or, or enlightening, please hit up realm of the mist entertainment at gmail.com. Share your story with us, send us a video of you telling the story yourself, or just write it down and we'll read it on air. We'd love to hear more inspiring things and positivity notes and be able to share it out for everybody. So if you got a story, just hit up realm of the mist entertainment at gmail.com and we will, we will put it out there for you. 
Uh, but let's let's jump back into after hours here. Uh, Don says he's got this uh, set up. Let's see if we can get this rolling. And if we can, ladies and gentlemen, you'll hear the v- EVP here again. Right. If it works, it, it we're going to be it silent. Should. We're all going to be muted. Yeah. Except yeah, for we're all going to be muted. We're all going to be silent. My mic know- won't be picking anything up because I'm going to re- reconfigure my audio differently. But first of all, I have to say, what's not uplifting about a sperm smoothie? <laughs> all right. All right. Let, let me go ahead and readjust this. And we'll, we'll be, uh, as soon as I get it going, I'm going to you, I'm, I'm just going to be muted now until I go back to this. So hold on just a second. All right, cool.
All right, that was it. it was, is, that, is that enough? I mean, that's 15 minutes long. I don't know if we want to play the whole thing. There, no, I think there that, was that's a timestamp. Uh, Serenity had mentioned there was a certain time that uh, there was a more activity. I'm not sure what time it was. I think it was around 14 minutes or something. Okay. If we we can go back to it and I skip forward a little bit and see where that picks up. Yeah, we could do that. But uh, I definitely right, want to dig it, in on. I find it very. Yeah, that first part where you hear the look at this, that's like, what, 39 seconds in or something like that? Yeah, you, you hear that. Yeah. And the other thing I wanted to dig that, that that I wanted people to understand, uh, that those banging noises and everything else we hear, that's also not happening in the room. Serenity has attested the fact that the phone was left in the room and nobody was in there. So nobody was opening and closing doors or or shuffling things around within the room, those are also part of the EVP. But the, the, the thing I found interesting was even the static portions of it, and I wanted to dig uh, Chris's brain on this, even during the static uh, portions of it, it almost seems like there's a cadence within it, uh, that there might be that, even more yeah. voices that our, ourselves are not hearing, but there is a cadence to the, to the white noise. It's not just, you know, typical just... But there's actually like popping and 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 I, I'm I'm here and maybe it's the musician in me, but I'm hearing a rhythm in it the same way you would hear rhythm in people speaking. Yeah, that's um, where uh, being an audio engineer and being able to separate it down, you know, to eight tracks and listening to each one of them individually uh, is where uh, the guy that I talked to was able to to separate it. And, and, but, uh, you're, you're on to the, to the right, right thing there. All of that static that you're hearing whenever it's slowed down, played to like four, four times slow speed and each track is separated. You, you hear different, uh, forms of look at this being repeated over and over again with, um, different, different speech pattern or in, in, inflection as well as a different rhythm of saying it, uh, in, uh, and it goes on four different ways all the way through that. So that's all they're saying is look at this over and over. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. But it's being said different ways. So there's different, there's different languages so, and then it's being said, said in, in different, different tones and rhythms. So it's being said in by four separate entities is, is what he so, thinks. So the way it's, the way the way it's presenting, and I, I, this is going to be a terrible, uh, be a terrible comparison. So I apologize in, in advance for people that that uh, that may suffer from this. But uh, studies and research have shown, like schizophrenia, when people uh, people who are are bipolar or schizophrenic and they hear voices, it, 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 the way the uh, come look at this is kind of presenting almost in the same light as uh, like a schizophrenic would hear in the head. Uh, it's kind of overlapping different voices, kind of saying the same. Yeah, there's there's kind of a being off your med kind of a feel to it, which you know people who suffer from that, that's kind of what they what they go through when they're hearing the voices in their head that tell them to do things. That's kind of one of the hallmarks of it. Um, so you know, yeah, you, you're so, probably yeah. onto something there with it. But um, a better a better played or a better separated track. Whenever we do the live stream, will it 
it's it's very interesting to be honest with you i mean it's a lot more than the static crap crack and and pop on snap that you're hearing you can actually hear things being said and and done and and movement uh before we go before we go into the uh the 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 timestamp version of 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 it from this i do want to get caveat thought because he's looking extremely thoughtful plus this is his first experience with it as opposed to the rest of us who have heard heard the uh, audio file before so caveat you you look very thoughtful what what, what were you getting from it my thing with it is just that it's it's odd, you know. It's almost as if like it's it's people trying to talk at the exact same time. Almost, it's like it, right. it's weird to me, you know. It's as if like everyone's trying to is like whatever is going on. It's like trying to speak at once, and it's all getting all garbled. And I'm wondering like why. That, why that's why this guy that. I but it sounds like an, an argument or they're, that they're arguing over what to look at or it who really, they're talking to. It's as if they're speaking over each other, which is even oh. crazier to me because it's if it's, um, you know, I, I think about it like what kind of conversation could they be having? Like that kind of interpretation thing. It's like, okay, well, what right. are they trying to discuss? What are they trying to bring up? Um, and, you know, just, just thinking about it like – I, I really would like to try and hear like definitely the isolated um, layers of each part of it because it seems so um, like there's more to it. You know what I mean? Okay. Like so can I just say my interpretation of it just really quick? So um, the book is yeah. about the witch trials and it started picking back up right before the anniversary of the hanging of Sarah Good. And Dorcas Good, if you look at the Salem Witch Trials, she was only four years old, the same age as my daughter, had curly hair just like my daughter. Um, and if you look at my daughter compared to the family around her, she definitely, like, we would be deemed a witch. She has bright red hair, curly, I definitely don't, you know, like, we would have been deemed a witch back then. So right on the other side of my phone is my daughter sleeping, but there's a wall there in our world. It might not be there in their world. And I kind of thought they might've been saying, look at this at my daughter, because she back in those times would have probably been declared something to be a witch because of her hair and the lineage, you know, like that's what I thought they were saying. Look at this too. It's possible. So you think they were so, so you don't think they were necessarily trying to point out like where the, the, the spirit or the geist was. You think they were more like, hey, come here and look at this little girl. Like, like, look at this, we found a witch type type situation. Is that is that's, that did I understand what you're that's what correctly? I thought it was? Well, no, that's what I thought it was, was more of like the Puritans like coming in and saying, Hey, look, and it's kind of like a repeat of Dorcas Good who you know, attested and ended up prosecuting. And that's the reason why her mom was hung was because a four-year-old said something. And that shouldn't be right. But I just, that's the way that I heard it. Because of the ups and tones, it sounded more like preachers. Like the tones that I was hearing in the white noise, it sounded like they were preaching in some way. Like I kept calling them the congregation. When people asked me about the white noise, I said, oh, that's just the congregation. Because I don't, 
I don't know what they're saying. I don't know what they're doing. It was just the only thing I could think of is either the phone or my daughter, you know? Well, I definitely, I definitely want to point out in the, in the playing too. And I know, I know we're running short on time here, uh, but uh, I, I definitely wanted to point out uh, something that Colin had pointed out to, a couple things that he pointed out in the, uh, in the private chat here. Number one, this was recorded in a four-year-old girl's bedroom. I just want people to know that there was nobody in the room. However, Serenity did put the phone in her daughter's bedroom who her daughter is four years old and left the room. So this, uh, this activity is happening in a little girl's room. First of all, Second off, the pure existence of creaking doors and, and those types of sounds where it's dungeon like it, it's not it's not your typical, you know, opening your bathroom door and it might have a little squeak in the hinges. This is very heavy sounding hinges and doors that you hear and clanking things. and banging in the back. You know, yeah. that 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 is it, extremely weird thing but i definitely before we uh, dive into the last couple of minutes here if we do have that time stamped uh, portion i would love to get that out because that's uh, where serenity says it is the uh, most activity uh for everybody to hear so uh don if you could cue that up let's get that yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll bring it back up and i'll try to skip forward a bit because I, I don't have it on a on a file file it just says so I'll, I'll try to skip forward a little bit and see if we can where get there so let me go ahead I thank you. Was that uh, about the uh, fourteen minute mark? About fourteen minutes. Yeah, let me let me get on here and skip forward a little bit. So let me switch my audio over, over, over again. All right, cool. I don't think you can skip forward. Yeah, it's not really letting me skip forward here. So, all right. Well, that's yeah. fair enough. We we still got enough portion of it. Yeah. What what I might do is at some point tonight I might uh, transfer that over onto uh, like a file on my uh, on my audio software. That way I can get it to where I can skip around on it if we want to revisit it at some point in the future, maybe next show or something. Just get it just to get it out there, or if you want to play it over if you want to edit it in later yeah i can and do Chris that yeah like i said i could yeah i've got to download a copy of it i could i could easily put it at the end of the episode here before the uh credits for people to do it now I'll, I'll i'll put a uh uh some sort of visualization so you know you're listening to the audio recording in its entirety. In fact, I'll put it its entirety in there. You guys can judge for yourself. And of course, I got to make sure I send a copy to Kavian uh, if he wants, so that way he could hear the whole thing for himself as well. Uh, you know, uh, in its entirety. But it, it it's really creepy. It it really is, especially like like Colin stated in the uh, private chat that the, the the factor is is that all this this whole entire 15 minute uh, segment is literally in a little girl's bedroom. Like, that's some poltergeist shit, you know? Like, there, there's just no nice way to put it, you know? Um, but definitely the last couple minutes here, uh, Chris, Serenity, Kavian, everybody else, I, I've, I've said my piece. <laughs> I'll, I'll wait for the outro. I'll let you guys uh, bring this one to bed because this one's just, it, it, it's, it's a scary sight. 
we'll make sure on uh, all of the networks uh, and uh, we'll tag Don uh, for his as well for the live show. So that way everybody, uh, we can get the stream out to as many people as possible whenever later this week we do the live stream and and have the audio engineer re, uh, play back the, uh, the EVP and the separated track slowed down so that way it's able to be understood and all that good stuff. Uh, that way we can get it out to as many people as possible. And, and, and like I said before, try to find the right way to help and, and get the situ situation settled down or eradicated if possible. That would be a blessing. Yep. Well, thank you guys. Thank you all. Yeah. Not a problem. I, really I definitely got to say this much. Or it's the after hours thing as much as i love this stuff and i really do love this stuff uh the next after hour show will be a general topic conversation <laughs> it's something <laughs> a little funner because of the fact that although i'm having fun with this i know it's kind of a very creepy subject you know and uh not much to laugh about in this to be quite honest like uh there was a part of me in the beginning of the segment that almost uh queued up uh I always feel like somebody's watching me when you were talking about like uh, the, the ghost looking through the uh, the window, but I'm like, that would be in piss poor taste. So no, I can't do that. You know, and even I've got standards. So <laughs> I've got, uh, I've got just a couple but minutes I, here I, before I, before I have to run. So I'm going to go ahead and, and sign out here. Okay. Um, Okay, everybody well, that's where I was going. I was going to go to our, our yeah. I was going to go to our, our exit yeah. strategy to let everybody know where they can contact and find everybody. So, Chris, before you, you jump out here, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody about what's your F and binge and where they can find you? Yeah, uh, what's your F and binge is available on um, all of the quality podcast spots. You can find us on iTunes, Apple, Google, uh, Radio Public, Pandora. Spotify, Anchor, um, get a hold of us directly at uh, Facebook. Just look up What's Your F and Binge. You can also find us on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter as well. Just look it up under What's Your F and Binge, and you'll find us. And uh, we're always welcome to comments. We review shows, whatever sh shows you want us to check out. We'll give you a review on it and tell you what we honestly think about it or how it stacks up against other shows. Or we might just say it's fucking dumpster juice. We don't know why you're watching it to begin with. That's right. They're speak he's speaking to you, Kardashian watchers. Oh. <laughs> Serenity, go ahead and tell everybody where they can find you. Uh, they can find me by contacting one of you guys. <laughs> Easy enough. <laughs> Colin. <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, I'm Colin Washburn. I'm out here on Facebook. Uh, setting up my YouTube channel. Um, drop me a line. Got something positive to talk about? Uh, some good, inspiring story? Let me know. I'm here. I, I subscribe to your YouTube channel, by the way. <laughs> You're Thanks. welcome. I subscribe. Yeah, Don Smith. Don't you tell everybody where they can find you and the Life Radio Show? All right. Well, you can find the Life Radio Show of uh, Life1069.com. Very outdated website. All the links still work. Uh, my main feed is off of uh, Podbean at the life1069.podbean.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Don Smith Comedy. You can follow me on Facebook at the Life1069 or on Instagram at the Life1069. 
and I will keep you up to date on when my shows come out, which is uh, four times a week now. And I have to point out uh, the show coming up this Thursday is a throwback episode called the fried ice cream bicycle uh, with a, a, an old friend of mine named Andy Bowman, who is a very interesting cat. He, uh, he, he was drunk one night and he bought for like $3,000. He bought an ice cream bicycle as, a, as an investment and a way to make money. Uh, he never used it, forgot that he bought it, went in, in debt to get it because he didn't have the money. <laughs> and by the time he came up, uh, the fried ice cream bicycle, the reason it's titled that is by the time he got around to where he could actually sell it, the garage it was in caught fire and destroyed it. So <laughs> very strange episode. Andy Bowman was such an interesting guy. <laughs> and I definitely recommend that one as one of my throwback episodes. But uh, yeah, you can find me uh, all over the place all week long. I have shows coming out on Sundays, Tuesdays, and Fridays as my brand new episodes each week. Plus on Thursday, I do a throwback episode from several years ago when the life was just getting on its feet. So all kinds of stuff there to enjoy. And last but certainly not least, and before I even give him a chance to, to tell where we, you can find him, I want to thank our special guest, Kavian, for coming on. I hope he enjoyed his time with the uh, Fourth Wall crew. And uh, tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah, had a great-ass yeah. time. You guys are awesome. Really funny stuff, honestly. Um, you guys can just find me on my uh, social medias. It's just uh, at Suave Kebab. S-U-A-V-E-K-E-B-A-B, -E -E, Swab Kebab. And, of course, guys, right here, uh, Breaking the Fourth Wall is a uh, product of Realm of the Mist Entertainment, which you can find on YouTube, on Anchor, on Spotify, on Pandora, iTunes, wherever quality podcasts can be heard. Make sure you're going and checking out all the individual shows like the Life Radio Show or What's Your and Binge, guys. All, all of this exists because of you guys, and I want to thank you very much for joining us, and we will catch you next week for some more Breaking the Fourth Wall weekly podcast. Have a good night, guys. We are...
Hey guys, it's Chris from Realm of the Mist Entertainment. If you enjoyed this video, please hit that thumbs up button. Like, share, comment, subscribe. Check out all the other great podcasts that can be found on Realm of the Mist Entertainment's YouTube channel or our sister channel, Sounds Dicey Gaming, for all your tabletop needs. And if you prefer your podcasts in audio-only format, check out Realm of the Mist Entertainment on Anchor.fm, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever quality podcasts can be heard. To our Patreon supporters, we thank you very, very much. And if you're interested in being a Patreon supporter, please go over to patreon.com slash realm of the mist. And just a dollar a month gives you exclusive content and helps our channel out greatly. Guys, again, thank you very much for joining us and we will see you on the next episode.